If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our tubes to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. This is kind of an interesting episode because the, uh, well, for, for people who are watching the video version of this, I mean, I know audio is the main uh, way people listen, uh, experience the podcast, but if you're watching the video version, the two guests on this episode will probably look familiar to you. You've probably seen them, and when you hear their voices and their names too, you probably associate them with various uh, Winnipeg projects over the years. But this is a weird one because we're talking about like this quasi-anonymous, like, weird side project thing that I'm really excited to talk about because if there's anything that I like talking about is weird side projects. So I'm definitely uh, (laughs) looking forward to this one. But I think the best way to start this all off is so people can put a name to the voice if the two of you want to introduce yourselves and then maybe just give a bit of background about what it is that you do musically because I know you have had your hands in a lot of pies. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm Joshua Letkeman. And uh, right now, Jacob and I are doing a topiary um i've played in also bands like last chance gang june killing stones um i think there's other things too i just can't remember right now i mean the leckman brothers the leckman brothers yeah that's a big one we do together my solo stuff under my own name um yeah i have also like three or four projects that are just like band camp release type things uh i do electronic project called peaceful protest um there's a few other things I can't remember the names right now. Anyways, lots of stuff. I think that's enough to that's enough of yeah, resume to go through. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm I'm Jacob Lechtman, and uh, yeah, been part of a few different products over the years with uh, mainly with my brother uh, in like June Killing Stones back in the day, um, but also had a had a project called Window Talk recently that will uh, be having some sort of posthumous album release at some point. I'm oh, sure. Cool. Just have to mix it down myself and uh, go from there. Uh, and yeah, and then like, uh, you know, I've played with, uh, different people here and there, like Shanoa McKelvey, you know, who's an amazing, amazing musician. Yeah. I was a pleasure yeah. and, uh, do my own solo stuff. Uh, I have like an electronic project as well. Uh, boneless beach on Bandcamp, and, uh, yeah. Cool. So, I mean, it's a lot, like I, like I said, I think people will recognize you guys from somewhere, <laughs> whether it's a, yeah. a band you yeah, write yeah. together or, or various other projects. But, but the one we're talking about here today, this is, uh, I, I want to get into the history of it because, I definitely heard the name for a while and it was this anonymous thing where with like shadowy kind of band members. And I, I think somewhere along the line, I don't know if one of you told me or someone else told me, I re- I learned that it was you doing this, but uh, what is the story behind this? Why did you make a secret band and what was the uh, kind of um, incentive for you behind them keeping it on the, uh, on the down low? I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> I was a big fan of this monster magazine when I was younger. I used to. Uh, oh, sorry. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Sorry. Don't do the, uh, don't do the Billy Bob. Thornton. That's a Billy yeah, Bob. Thornton. A Billy Bob Remember that? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I won't yeah, do that shit. Yeah. Um, repeat the question because I got silly. Um, <laughs> why? Why an anonymous band? Why? Uh, why all the secrecy around this project to begin with? 
Um, I wanted to, or I guess we wanted to, like, uh, just make it about the music and let the music speak for itself and get rid of the face. And also, I love performance art, whether it's, like, The Residence or, yeah. like, what Blue Man Group did, kind of stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think what other... Did Milk Banana, did they also do, like, an anonymous thing, maybe, or... There's been a bunch of bands that have done similar things that I always thought was cool, uh, being into theater type stuff. So yeah. dressing up in wacky clothing and I also really like the uh, the whole concept of you know being perceived and how you can alter that. Uh, yeah. In the in the very like when you're when you're when you're dealing with like you know performance and being yeah. on stage in front of many people. Uh, yeah, just sort of. But also what he said. <laughs> yeah, no, it yeah. makes a lot of sense for sure. How, how was it actually successful in terms of like making yourselves unknown? Because I imagine the type of shows you were playing, you probably had a lot of friends in the audience, and you know, like the, the community is very tight knit here and everything, and people know each other. Like, was there actually um, serious confusion about who you were within the uh, local music scene in general? How how well kept was the secret? I would say initially, initially was... yes, and it was hard to get on bills because we had to like anonymous to try to talk to people about it and then have i had two friends help the us out were a little tricky, who uh, sure. would set us up and we, we literally had like two people set our gear up uh sound check and then we'd show up in a car like five minutes before we walk on stage and just go onto the stage and play and so at first yeah people didn't know it was us we tried not to have too many friends in the audience and it was just kind of hard to book shows and people also started to like not know who it was therefore they would talk and like hmm, who's under there and they maybe thought it was bad people or an abuser or something stupid like that but uh, so it was a little hard to do at first. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We just did it anyway. So. So why? <laughs> why is the eventual? Is like the eventual? Like now, this is who you are, and people know that you are behind this. Is that just out of frustration with kind of having to keep up the charade for so long, or? Um, I don't know. I, I I wouldn't for myself personally. I wouldn't say so. It was more just like a uh evolution point where yeah an evolution where i i, I felt like the masks weren't a thing that we needed. i would like to you one know? day maybe dress up again maybe not the mask but like the big costumes we wore with like yes, the paisley absolutely that, that um, is something we've, we've i love yeah theatrical stuff like that like do you remember element circus back in the day yes and bands like absent sam would play and they had crazy like people walking on stilts and yep i remember going to those things a lot and really digging what people are doing with that whole scene um so yeah i just it was an evolution pretty much and we might revisit it sometime, but I don't know. Just wanted to also, it's it's hot as fuck wearing those costumes. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for it's sure. Hard, it's, hard, it's hard to see as yeah. well, and you're like, and you can't see, yeah, yeah. and you can't. It, it, it was hard, right? And <laughs> seeing is important to be able to know what you're playing. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. the music, the music, it, it is pop music, so it's only usually like three chords, or right. it was, yeah, it's, it's, it was yeah, at the time. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, even still, you need to know where those three chords are. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, maybe that's a lead into the next question. Then is is how do you define this? Do you think of it as a pop band? Or what, what what of the millions of different genre tags that are out there would you most associate with this? I think we recently were talking about that, actually, to see what we should be calling ourselves. And the term that I first coined was experimental love pop, okay. which we've now come back to. Um, because, we, yeah, we kind of get spacey. We jam a lot. Jake and I are really big into improv bands like The Grateful Dead. It's one of our favorites. Uh, Fish, Dave yeah. Matthews. So we, Jerry, we love that. We love Jerry. Yeah, big Jerry fans here. <laughs> uh, so we love collective improvisation, which is part of what we do in our bands. And uh, it's hard to escape it when we play together. Yeah, so okay. it was experimental to that degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sing a lot about love and healing and growing, and really about like self 
healing, growing lyrics. So, uh, so well, it's like a lot of self-introspection, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and pop just because maybe it doesn't fall into a pop category, but I also, or we also tend to write in very hooky, catchy, simple chord, basic chord progressions you'd hear like in 50s and 60s pop. So I don't know. It's, it's the melody, I think. It's the melodies more the so. So yeah. is it actually... So yeah, experimental love pop. We thought we should maybe call it rock, but I mean, there are elements, you know, and I think this is more coming from your influences of like, uh, yeah, there's there are always like little flavors of like '90s like rock and like yeah, yeah, yeah because I grew up as like mainstream teen in the '90s, so yeah. I love that. Yeah, that, that just seeps yeah. in no matter what, right? I mean, if you're from that era, that's going to be part of your yeah. musical DNA, regardless. Well, hundred percent. Right? Any influence, I think, if it if it affects you, if it's like strong enough, it'll yeah. it'll always kind of leak out. Yeah, know, yeah. What is um. I mean, be, like, again, I don't want to keep dwelling on the fact that people have heard you with other projects, but what makes this one stand out? Because people have heard you in, in various combinations together. And I mean, they also know what kind of music you write individually and with other groups. What makes this one stand out? Like, wh- I guess the question is more so, um, why make a new project rather than just continuing with like, as like the Lekman Brothers or as some other version of yourselves? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think it's what's what kind of sets this one apart is it's the people we're uh, playing with now. Um, you know, everyone else in the band, you know, they're, they're committed, they're dedicated and they're, they're enthusiastic. They're excited about it. Okay. Uh, you know, they, like they, they, they bring cool ideas to the table and they have, they always have their parts down, that kind of thing. And, uh, that's, you know, that's really important. Like it kind of, uh, I feel like that's where a lot of bands get their success from. It's just, you know, functioning well as a unit and sure. everyone kind of being on the same page, which can definitely not happen all the time, but, uh. <laughs> I think we kind of lucked out, you know, in this case. Oh, 100%. And, uh, yeah. yeah, we uh, I always like to pick who I want to play with in bands, and I always like to pick the best players, and we got those players, so I'm happy with that. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I remember, like, probably, like, close to 10 years ago when we were jamming uh, with, like, uh, Jason and them at that at that big, like, loft. Yeah. And uh, we we did uh, we did I Will Survive with uh, Jay. Our, our bassist was there, a friend of, friend of Josh's for a long time. Okay. And he was playing bass with us, and I remember we jammed and we were playing. After we were leaving, I was like, "Josh, who the who's this guy?" He's like, "Oh, that's Jay." And it's like talking about how good he is, and like, "Man, we should get him to yeah. like June Killing Stones." And it's like, "Oh, he's you know he's doing other stuff right now," and it was just kind of like an odd shucks moment. But uh, you know, now we got him, and uh, it's great. Yeah, uh, Jay. If you don't know, uh, Jay Bachman is also uh, the bass player in Last Chance Gang. So yeah, he's a good yeah. friend and also a phenomenal bass player. I think he also plays with was it the JD Edwards band as well? He's going to be currently playing some shows with JD Edwards coming up in the next. Uh, while yeah cool um also the tims but uh tims, yeah. we also have sean mcdonald on keyboards and he's just a, a genius on the keys um what yeah i i played with sean in a band back in the day uh not for super long but we uh, we played out a bit and uh he was part of a, a blues group called hooch and the howlers okay. uh with some people for for a number of years and i think they're still still uh, uh reasonably active and then i had sort of uh he had joined my my this like blues project we had like a long time ago and uh you know, I uh, just, yeah, formed a friendship. And ever since, uh, he's just, yeah, he's just like a, oh, what do you call it when you, like a, he's like a hard gun. Yeah. But like, he's part of the band, but like, he's like one of those guys, you know, you can like, you can call on and be like, hey, you want to do this thing? And he's just like, he's down. You know? Yeah. He's also like at another level when it comes to keyboard playing. Oh, yeah. uh, phenomenal. Also, his ear for melody is, is quite amazing. Cool. Uh, and then we also have Nikki Buckle on drums. And she's somebody that I first met when we were doing like a lot of the rock and roulette cover shows at the Handsome Daughter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When they, they hosted those cover nights. And, uh, we started, yeah, doing a lot of those shows together with Jake as well. Uh, various acts. I think we covered Rance. That was a six set. Talking that heads, wasn't her, actually, but we did, uh, we did a bunch of stuff together with her, like Death Cat and Modest Mouse. Um, okay. 
And then we started dating too. So <laughs> she's kind of stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> it helps too. Um, but yeah, again, also just a super tight drummer could play anything I threw at her and just always down to play. So yeah, the group we have right now is really special. Really awesome. Yeah. There's a window in my basement Where all the rain seeps in Where a sitting thing can wonder What good could come to me If I only turn the latches
but kind of go back to your question. Uh, I kind of view this band as a continuation of June Killing Stones in a way, just musically, because the music's pretty pretty similar at times. I th- I think the I agree, but I, I think it's also it's you know we're different people making. Oh, music and it's now, a, and it's, it's a, a different shit. thing, but it's just yeah. kind of like evolution. The, it's evolution. Yeah, it's the evolution of the June Killing Stones. Uh, and, Not that uh, I believe in evolution, of course. <laughs> just, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> and also, we we tend to write in so many different styles uh, and have so many different bands. Uh, I don't know. This this is this is this is now the main project for me personally. Okay. Um, okay. Everything else is taking a back seat or just done for now. Do you have? I mean, first of all, it's it's good to have um, musicians in the band that you trust like that. That you, like, oh, like yeah. you said, every single one of them is is someone that you can basically count on to do what you need, right? But um, yeah. what is it like working together? I mean, you clearly do work together well, and well. you know you've been around each other a lot, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. so I mean, how, how does that work though? Because you know, sometimes you get people who are in the same family and they just don't, they, they, it doesn't work, right? Like, what is it about each other that that meshes well? It, I think there's only two words to say, really: blood harmony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, it honestly, it's uh, it, it it took it took some work to learn how to communicate uh, yeah. with each other. Yeah, I feel like just being in a, a band with a family member, it, it tends to there tends to be less of those. Uh, like you, you feel more comfortable maybe stepping over certain like barriers and maybe saying the wrong thing or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, like just like you know, speaking speaking bluntly. Let's say sure, um, sure. So, you know, I think I think we we did we definitely had a challenge in the early days and kind of through just uh, you know learning how to speak respectfully and and understanding what uh, you know what uh, you know each of us wanted to do and so on and so forth. And uh, yeah, but yeah, no. I, uh, now it's like uh, it's like. Uh, I find whenever we sit down to do recording or anything like that, it's just like we can sit down, we just we do it, we go through it, it's smooth, it works, we we can operate really uh, like efficiently and just well together. I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's something special about playing with Jake. Uh, obviously, because we're brothers, we can harmonize really well together. Our voices blend really well together. Hence, blood harmony. Like I mm-hmm. said to you. Um, also, coming from similar backgrounds musically, we can communicate musically really well when it comes to soloing. Uh, and doing the collective improv type stuff, knowing where each other's going to go, just having that same intuition. There's actually a clip of us playing a show a few years back where um, at one point in the song, we both stop, pause, reach up, <laughs> sweep our hair back in perfect unison. It's oh, really wow. creepy, actually. I think it was the uh, the Jimi Hendrix tribute show at the Rock and Roulette. Which okay. It's on our YouTube if you want to check it out. Uh, it's, actually have, uh... le- it's actually Leap. At the Goodwill, was it? Oh, Leap? It was that one. Um, I think we did it at that one too, though. I th- anyways, I like- it, it's really, it's, re- it's just really crazy. So, anyways, yeah, playing with Jake uh, is special, and it's my favorite thing to do. So, uh, I'm happy we get to keep doing this, and it just keeps growing and getting better. And our music writing is getting better too. And cool, yeah. What I hate asking this question because I, I'm sick of talking about it. I'm sure everyone is, but what has this pandemic been like for you to actually, um, as far as being creative? I mean, have you been able to get a lot of writing done and a lot of uh i mean maybe not recording depending on where everyone is located right but i mean have you found this to be a a creative period for you having i mean some people have had more time some people have had less time depending on jobs and 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 lives and things like that but what is your experience as musicians living through this been i was lucky enough to work through most of it Uh, i worked in a school so we were still there for the most part uh, except early on maybe just for a couple months um and again, for the first part of the pandemic from like 2020 to like maybe early 2021, I got really 
lazy and didn't do much at all actually for writing and playing and uh more so lately have been okay uh with this project we had the first album already recorded because we record everything ourselves um so it was kind of just sitting there and i released a few songs as an ep which is online mm-hmm. um but the second album was fully written and ready to go and that's sat here since i think 2018 or 19 oh wow so now we're actually starting to play those songs. So um, while I was not super productive, I was sitting on that album, and now it's really awesome to see it come to fruition and be able to play these songs and shape them with everybody and see how they come out, and it's sounding really, really, really good. Someone was there The loneliest stare Bathed in their blood In the night we were one In wounds of betrayal I walked down the stairs To where you once hid Like everyone did
Do they still feel yeah. new, the songs? And then, I mean, now that you've had this kind of layoff between... For for me, they still do, because now I'm hearing them in a whole new light with all new parts around them. Yeah. Um, and I didn't. I tried not to touch the songs too much once they were done, too, and just kind of let them sit there. Otherwise, I would have got sick of them. Um, so that was my experience with COVID. Yeah, uh, yeah so uh, I, I'd gotten laid off from my job in September of 2019. So okay. like right before COVID hit, uh, I was uh, working at a machine shop and uh small like a small like uh privately owned like family-owned business and they were competing with uh you know corporations and stuff so uh wasn't enough work coming in and i was uh, i was just uh, out the door so uh i would I, you know i went through the winter trying to find work and then the pandemic hit and uh made it obviously very hard so i was i wasn't working for a lot of the pandemic uh and it's uh you know it was it was a bit of a double-edged sword you know where you know, you you go through these moments of you know productivity, and you like you know you finish, you get the out the, the you get the album ready, or you yeah. you know you spend a you spend a month not even picking up your guitar, you know, just um, I think yeah, I think it fluctuated for just a lot of people, uh, and I'm but yeah, so like uh, my my one band we had just played our first show it was our first show was March twenty second, twenty twenty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was kind of a you know it was like <laughs> god damn it, but. Um, we got it. We've managed to get an album recorded once the initial like March to what was it? March to June or July? Yeah, there was that, a brief was first, reprieve like, there where you could actually. Do yeah, stuff, like yeah. kind of like end of the summer. Uh, so we got a uh, we got some stuff done there, and uh, we've actually got uh, uh, like a it's like a six or seven track EP recorded just in the one day. Cool with a friend of ours, and uh, yeah, no. So like it, it's you know I think like and also just sort of the the mental stress of living through uh, these unprecedented times. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it kind of. Uh, I feel like it weighs on us a lot more than people really kind of uh, yeah, even like we've kind of like sort of already sort of internalized it totally yeah. uh, in a lot of ways yeah. and but like I you know like you just kind of sit there and you like you like I, just, I try to remind myself like just to not get used to it because yeah. like it's this isn't it's normal. really it's really insane <laughs> this is a really insane time to it be is. alive man. it is um, but it's also you know so it's, it's a pretty cool time to be alive too so what yeah. is what is getting out of it look like then uh, for you as far as for playing shows and stuff? Because I know I know shows at this point when we're recording this are starting to happen slowly again. I mean venues are mm-hmm. opening up. There, there's shows, but I mean I imagine there's tons of competition right now to, to get a show anywhere because everyone wants to get out and play because they haven't for two years, right? So what is um sort of your short term plan um, with this project uh, as far as actually you know getting out and performing, if at all? Uh well I guess we played fest uh jake couldn't make it for that one but we played one fest so far in august okay had a great reception there and people really dug it sent some kind things about us um yeah just we've also started booking a few other shows uh i think we have one coming up november 13th at the new venue park alley the bowling oh, lane cool. yeah, yeah. And, yeah which is uh, uh carrie booking that one pardon me carrie bukowski booking there yes carrie books there um and that's with Marin. we're playing that one oh, who's right one on. of our favorite bands yeah good band yeah uh yeah, really good band. So uh, Cole is an amazing songwriter. Honestly, like my favorite songwriter in the city, probably. Cool. Um, uh, so yeah, we we are fully booking stuff and just trying to tighten up a lot more, and we'll get some recordings done. And but yeah, like I think we're all like on board to play where we can. Like I I feel like yeah, as much as there might be like a a sort of a a rush of people getting out there to play, which there certainly has, but I feel like there's also probably just as many people who are like. You know they have some trepidation. Oh, and they're like, sure. I don't know if I want to get like as a band. Like I don't know if I want to get out there yet, guys. Kind of for thing, sure. you know, folks. 
and uh yeah no i, I uh like i've like especially with the new venue opening up uh, i I'm, I'm feeling like pretty good about what we have so far yeah rather than we're too big of a rush to book a whole bunch of stuff we're just yeah. gonna book get our get our songs on, on yeah, lock and, and book uh, some shows that we actually i don't know some bills that feel important to us that venues yeah. we like not just take whatever. not, not yeah, yeah not just take whatever no 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 yeah. what i i mean what i'd like to eventually get to is like um we were talking about like music scenes earlier and they're like one of the scenes that i really liked and uh we're talking like uh element you're talking about element circus um mm-hmm. and how they would have these big like production essentially and like yeah. these big uh like uh we should repeat uh, well i i what i really like is the like sort of like the the uh the acid test scene of the early yeah. like mid 60s yeah, 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 where yeah, yeah. you have you know have like a one or two live bands playing you have people there and like and you have like interactive art you have like you know visual projections totally. you have people painting you have like and like just like that kind of scene where like you have you know it's like all the all your friends are there they're all they're, everyone's creating everyone's contributing that. to the to the uh, sorry let's do that it's a great well, yeah idea. i want to do it yeah i think it's just uh well, well i think it's a great time circles. to do it it's a great, yeah. great time yeah, yeah. to do it now too because everyone creative has been like locked in right i mean it's exactly. not just musicians it's visual artists and 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 people do projections and people who everything right they've all been sort of stuck at home so it would probably yeah. be a good time to 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 get everyone together and do something like that for sure we do want to bring some uh, visual art into it um is a band called Versa or Versa, Versa. Visual? Uh, Versa is the, I think they're Versa Visual on Instagram, but they're, okay. they're, they're, they're called Versa. There was or is this group, and I think now they're more just graphic or artist people, and they do these amazing, like almost like 60s psychedelic, like watercolor art on projections. Oh, yeah. They use like an old projector, I think, right? And the, But they like drop liquid and colors into like a tub and then film the tub and project like the weird, what they're doing with their hands. Anyways, like we want to bring some of that cool stuff into uh, a topiary as well. Yeah. We've also uh, we've also had some friends, uh, some some friends of ours recently who uh, like in the last year or so who have uh, started working with like like old like you know high school projectors uh, and you use like uh, you need to find like old glass clock faces apparently is the thing because okay. they have that distortion to them. So and like you know you're like pouring pouring like colored oils and stuff like that together and like the, yeah like yeah, the really yeah. old school like you know what you see behind Jefferson Airplane yeah, or yeah, the yeah. Monterey Pop or Pink Floyd or sort of thing. yeah you exactly like the early Floyd stuff I love this I, I the last band I was in which has been like a decade ago now we did stuff like that and I feel like I'm I, oh, I nice. wish you we, we wish we were still around now because we could play a show with you guys or maybe maybe there's more of a, uh, an appeal for it but maybe like giant rocket, up, get the band chips back on together, stage man. and like smoke machines and shit and, uh, <laughs> oh, nice. projections and stuff and spacesuits and everything yeah so I mean what's that. <laughs> The mouthboat? That was the mouthboat, yeah, yeah. Nice, okay. Yeah, so we had cool. all kinds of ridiculous, like, you know, we had a dancing robot and uh, projections and video stuff, and, and I, I like that kind of, as, a, as a, a concert goer, I like to see that more than just a band standing there playing. I mean, yeah, that, sure. that can be exciting depending on the band, for sure, and depending on the energy and stuff, but when you have, like, a, a show show, I think it's, uh, it, it makes it more worth worth your <laughs> 10 bucks or whatever to get in when you're getting this only like, adds full to experience, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like fully yeah. immersive. You're, you know, you're, it's it's tactile. Often, yeah. you know, like yeah. just well, all the senses. Man, this seems like a good project to do that with because you have that history of the costumes and all of yeah. that, right? It's it's not too much of a stretch to suddenly just like do something uh, visual because yeah. people have have seen it before. Yeah, 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 exactly. We do yeah. something with Paisley, you know, or yeah. turquoise. Yeah, I do love Paisley. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. 
So what's the best way for people to hear this at this point? I mean, I know, again, like you have new stuff that you, you've worked on over the last little while that, that you're going to be releasing. You have some stuff out now. Where would you kind of point people to if they want to check out uh, your music? Um, I guess, yeah, the Bandcamp, which I believe is, is it a topiary at Bandcamp or the topiary.bandcamp.com or is it a topiary? I'll music? link to I'm it in the, in the show notes. So people, yeah, can yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that, and I guess check us, check out on Instagram, what we're up to for shows and stuff, which is uh, also under a topiary. It'd also be nice to try and get our stuff onto like Spotify. Yeah, we should probably put stuff on Spotify too. That'd be it's, a smart it's the idea. way of the future. We have to accept it. Um, so yeah, it's pretty much Bandcamp, <laughs> Facebook, yeah. Bandcamp, Facebook, or uh, Instagram. Okay. And, yeah. and why the name? I, I I was meaning to ask this earlier, but why a topiary? I mean, I know what that is, but what does it have to do with uh, anything? <laughs> it's mysterious. Uh, I'm a, yeah, that's that's all I'll say. I was a big <laughs> fan of this monster comic book when I was younger, and uh, sorry. <laughs> The, be- um, the people on reference probably not. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, I I think that like oh like, I know there's a meaning behind, it, but go ahead. Like what I how I see it represented is like like he he put the name forward is like this is what I want to call. It. I'm like okay, and it, at the time it's the name, but as it's it sort of attached a meaning to itself. Exactly. So yeah. for me, it's like uh, it kind of is representative of the sort of I guess eclectic nature of what we tend to create together and topiary is but like trimming and clipping yeah. the bushes into ornamental shapes so, so we tend to take we tend to take sounds from all over the place or whatever and try to form them into a you know what, what we're trying what yeah. we're looking for you know what we want, what we want people to see oh, or hear like in this case but i actually lifted the name uh from a film a script i'm a big film fan uh like deep dive into like all different styles of films so do you know shane caruth no i don't think so he, i don't think i don't think I know he, one, no. he did a uh, primer the weird sci-fi indie film okay. and also upstream color uh, indie director really out there with some cool, cool shit. And he wrote this script for this mega sci-fi he was going to put together, but could never get funding for it. His project never came to fruition. So I remember reading the script and loving it and just loving his work. And it was called the, the film was going to be called a topiary. Okay. Oh, so I just kind of lifted that from him because I thought it was beautiful aesthetically and also what it represented and just, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's where it came from. I don't, I, remember, I don't know if I heard that story before. No? Yeah, look it up. You, you can find the script online. Also, cool. his films are weird and cool. good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice. I like that answer. I, th- I think the correct answer you should have given was, uh, would you have asked Tom Petty that? I guess you yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. <laughs> For those who don't know, that was an old interview with Billy Bob Thornton on Q. That's right. Uh, and he was being a dick because he wasn't. He didn't want to be asked about uh, his acting and only be asked about his music. Yeah. Um, Anyways, it was a great interview. I loved it. Yeah, it, <laughs> sure. it also makes for it makes for a good like copy pasta if you ever have like, yeah, yeah, yeah. an unreasonable person online. You just tag him and give him like a few paragraphs to read. <laughs> I, I, it, it's funny to hear that coming up now because I I haven't thought about that interview in years, and it was obviously it was at the time very frequently referenced. But uh, nice to bring well, back I, the look, hits here. Yeah, yeah. I literally <laughs> have done it to Jake where yes. if he was. I felt well, being if we were having a disagreement, I would can. text. I I, I literally type, <laughs> I typed it out word for word, issue. and I copy and paste into a text <laughs> and send it to him as my response. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was funny, but it was it also was. frustrating. Yeah. yeah, it was frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. <laughs> when I was the wind. I would not cry when I 
troubles. Lift up your hands. Just lift them up high. When I was the sun. When I was a flame. When I was the sun.